welcome. My name is Madison Nankervis and today I will be joined with Jack Peterson to talk about this walking journey that he has written for his class. Now in this class we have been talking about walking, whether it is philosophical, whether it is literal and how it has been through as a biological standpoint as well. Now the way that Jack has done his um, essay today is following on this imaginary journey that he has created that talks about how walking can shape our lives both as children and once again when we are adults. Now one thing I really want to start off by talking about is how Jack's journey relates to what we have been doing in class this semester. So this semester we have been talking about how when it comes to walking, it has different purposes for everyone. Now, for some people, when it comes to walking, it can be due to the fact that we need a release, that we need time to think, that we need time to collect our thoughts. However, there is also the time where we need to just take a walk because we use it as a way to connect with people through our walks and as we walk through life in general, we bring different people along on that journey. Now, in this case with Jack, we will be hearing about his journey with his friend Wally and later on how it switches to his friend Henry and then finally how it switches to his own child. Now, this story is completely fictional, but I still think that it points out a lot of amazing facts when it comes to the idea of what it is like to walk through life and how life is shaped by the different walks that you take. So without further ado, please welcome Jack Peterson as he will recount to you this story that he has written. Afterwards, I will be back and we will chat a little bit about what his story signifies. Smelling that fresh cut grass on the way to our spot, I knew today's adventure was going to be amazing. Walking across our very tidy yard, my path was starting to leave a mark on our lawn. A permanent path to follow for each thrilling adventure. For today, Wally and I walked out to the woods behind our house with one goal in mind. Find the hidden treasure. Searching under every branch and every leaf, we looked and looked for our treasure. Wally started to the right and I started to the left. We were laughing the whole way as we traveled from tree to tree in our treasure, in our treasure quest. I did notice that Wally was not very good at finding our treasure, but he is my best friend, so I helped him find it. Finally, almost exactly where Wally started, there's a small brown box peeking out of a pile of leaves that Wally just barely missed. Filled with excitement and anticipation, Wally told me to open the box. I slowly lifted the lid, the hinges creaking with even the smallest movement. I opened it up to show Wally. We, had both, we both had the biggest smiles on our faces when we saw our treasure for the day. 20 whole dollars and two of our favorite cookies that my dad always got for us. It was such an amazing day, and Wally and I pranced and jumped for joy as we followed our back to the house. My dad was sitting on the porch outside and started smiling when we appeared walking in from the trees. I told him all about the treasure we found, and he was so amazed and proud of us. He gave me a hug, and then he went back in to do his work. Dad had to work a lot while we were together. It was okay, though, because Wally was at our house all the time, and we had amazing times together. Over all the things we did together, our favorite activity was to walk beyond the trees. The best part about this walk was being able to just wonder and picture what we had in store beyond those trees. We strolled along the path we made in the yard and came up with our adventure for the day. Through every adventure, we always ended up on top. 
I especially loved the time Dad would be right there cheering us on when we walked back. It was very special because Dad couldn't always do it, but Wally and I had a blast no matter what. One summer day, after we took our victorious walk back from our conquest, taking down the leaf monster, both of us jumping on top of him and beating him down until he was completely flattened, my dad was waiting for me and Wally to congratulate us. This day was different, though. Today, my dad was joined by a woman who was clapping along with him. She introduced herself to us, and my dad told me that his friend would be here some more now, from now on. Alongside of her was a small boy. He was about two years younger than Wally and me. She introduced him, and his name was Henry. Henry waved to me, and Wally and I waved right back. He didn't leave her side this day, but I could tell that he was impressed with our adventure and the triumph we came back to celebrate. The next day, my dad asked if Henry could come along on today's adventure. I looked at Wally, and he shook his head in favor of it, so I agreed to take Henry along. I showed Henry the path we took each day, and he couldn't help but look all around him in amazement, his smirk never leaving his face. This walk felt different on our walk that only me and Wally had done before. Once we got to the forest, we saw exactly what today's adventure entailed. There were two branches on the ground that were the perfect size for our wands. This would have been the perfect scenario, except now we had three people with us. Being a good friend, Wally gave, up, gave his wand up for Henry. Henry and I battled the beast that snuck behind the trees for hours, giggling and running just like Wally and I always did. Finally, they were all defeated. So, for the very first time, Henry would join us on our victorious walk back but we could not find Wally. Henry seemed confused and was just ready to go back, but I wanted to find Wally. Sometimes Wally had to go home early, so I would not see him sometimes after our adventures. So I took Henry back, knowing that Wally would come back to play tomorrow. Henry and I took the path back, both talking about how amazing our wands worked in protecting us, and Henry couldn't stop telling me how much fun it was. Right as we get beyond the trees, Henry stops walking and starts sprinting toward his mom and jumps in her arms. She and my dad were waiting on the porch that was the happiest he had been in all of my walks back. The women thanked me for letting Henry have so much fun, and Henry left his mom's arms and gave me a hug. Watching my dad and Henry's mom smiling while Henry squeezed me, I got this feeling that Henry might be able to help Wally and I on more adventures for a long time. Walking past my childhood home, I took my wife by the hand and talked to her all about the adventures that I had after that walk beyond the trees. As we approached my old home, Susan opened the door and embraced each of us. She said my dad was just upstairs, so my wife and I walked up to see him. Laying in bed, my father smiled as we walked into the room. His oxygen tank restricted his movement, but I could tell just how happy he was to see us. Right when we walked in, he had the same look that he would have when he and Susan would wait hand in hand for Henry and I to come back from the woods on our path and tell them all about the adventure that day. As we grew up, Henry and I took the path less and less, and the grass began to regrow on the path that we had traced for years and years. Even though the path changed, the thrill of those walks never went away. My dad's face had the biggest smile, a smile that I have not seen in a while. We talked and talked, smiling through the entire thing. Finally, my wife and I could not wait any longer. <coughs> we gave my father and Susan the amazing news. They were going to be grandparents to an adorable little boy. My son screamed throughout the house, I'm about to leave, I'll be back soon. I quickly picked, finished up my cereal and helped my wife clean the dishes. Then we went on a little walk as we waited. We took the same path that we had hundreds of times before. <coughs> on this walk, we reflected on our favorite walk that we took to this house. Sadly, my father was not able to see him born, but I will always remember the excitement and joy in his eyes when we told him that he was going to be a grandparent. Susan had never disappointed as a grandmother. She'd always been able to give so much love to my wife, my son, and myself, and I am constantly forever grateful for that walk back when I saw her for the first time. 
As we came back to Susan's house, I hear my son cheering and screaming from the woods near the house. My wife and I went to the porch and stood in the same spot my dad and Susan stood in all those years ago. As my son came out of the woods and walked that same path I always walked as a kid, I couldn't help but smile at him. The path was just as flattened and torn up from when I was a boy. It flooded my mind with this walk, going into the woods full of wonder and hope, and returning with nothing but pride and joy. As I saw my son walk back, I saw a figure behind him. I could not believe it. There he was. Wally was standing right at the edge of the forest as my son ran towards me and jumped into my arms. He was the same age as he was since the last time I saw him on Henry's first adventure. He made me realize something that day. Even though I always loved my father, and I know that Susan was the greatest thing to happen to him, I understood and forgave him for all those times where he had too much work to greet me outside. Wally was always there for me to support me. He was my best friend, and I was very sad when he went away that one day. It took me a long time to fully forgive him, but the fact was, with Henry and my father and Susan making me the happiest I had been in a long time, I knew I did not need Wally anymore. He was the best friend I ever had, but I knew that it was okay that he left that day. That day, a new life, the life that led me today to today with my beautiful life and child. My goal was to always be there for my son, but I know that, just like my own father, there were times where I could not always be there to join him in his excitement. Wally helped me get me, get me through these times, and my son can use a friend just like Wally. But maybe he won't be like me. Maybe he will not need an imaginary friend like I did. What he did not know is that he would not have to wait long for another set of feet to join him. As he was full of excitement and joy from playing all day, my wife and I broke the news to my son and Susan that a little girl was on the way. Guess what, buddy? You're going to be a big brother, I told him. Wow, someone to go on my adventures with me? My son cheered. It brought so much joy to me that my son would now get the same experience I had when Henry, my brother, came into my life. <coughs> he will never run out of ideas in his imagination to adventure as he strolls down the same path I did as a child. He wouldn't need an imaginary friend. He could take his sister along for the journey and take every step with her. Imagination growing the further they walked down the path. Wally, I said, it's time for lunch. Of course, we named him Wally. How could I ever forget about my best friend? He was always there for me, and now my son will be a constant reminder of all the adventures that went on before Henry and Susan came. It was hard at times, but Wally could always put a smile on my face, imaginary or not. I knew now, however, that my old friend had no chance in this new competition. My son will forever bring a smile to my face, and I will make sure he never loses his joy and imagination, no matter the journey he takes. As long as he walks down that path I took a thousand times before, I know he would always come back happy as can be. He had the world at his fingers, and he was destined to make a world I could have only dreamed about. And he can show everyone, especially my daughter coming on the way, how much joy one walk down a torn-up grass path could create. The end. So that was Jack Peterson's story. Now, was that not marvelous? And did he not speak so eloquently? Now, thinking back to Jack's story, what surprised you the most? I know for me personally, when I first heard his story, I was most shocked by Wally being an imaginary friend. If we were to think back to our own childhood and the way that we used to walk, I think it's quite important to think if you are an only child, you tend to have imaginary friends, so you never truly are walking alone. 
walking alone can have certain sentiments, but as a child, you don't really want to be walking alone. So you tend to create these fictional ideas in which you have a sense of comfort with you while you are out exploring and adventuring. Then we have Henry who comes into the story. And Henry's mother is the strange woman next to Jack's dad. I think this is important to point out because later on the story, we see him talk about his father's oxygen tank and his stepmother by his side. And this is an important development for the story because initially this woman was just a strange lady, but she develops into a very important person in his life. We then also see the development of Jack, who would be playing with Henry in the woods with their branches for wands and waving and leaf monsters and finding treasure to then him having his own child who once again is at the house and exploring the woods which creates a certain cycle of life in which we can also think of as a cycle of walking. Now this leads me on to my next question which is have you seen any patterns of walking in your own life? Have you ever asked your parents if any of their walks somehow mimic your own? Everyone walks their path of life differently but every once in a while if you look close enough you can see that there are certain similarities between people, certain lifelines, certain strings of red cotton that link us throughout life and show that maybe we're not all that different. For me personally, I can think about how I traveled to Italy and I lived there for a while, which is a similar journey that my mother took when she was 18 years old. She traveled to Italy and ended up living there for around about a year. And so when I did the same thing, when I turned 20, it was a very reminiscent fact for her and is something that I did not think about until I had heard this story and realized that sometimes a parent's actions can also be reflected in their child's. So I challenge you to think about that when you leave this podcast today. How does how did Jack's story make you think? Do any parts of his story remind you of your own? Are there any walks of your life that are somehow replicated in those around you? Because sometimes the things that you do are things that others do as well. Thank you for listening. I'm Madison Nankervis, and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.